0: Welcome to Window Gazing, the podcast where two TikTokers try to say on the same subject. Uh, today, we are talking about trashy dating shows. <laughs> and we just recently discovered our mutual love of trashy dating shows. Um, so my favorite trashy dating shows, the ones that I'm like currently watching, are um, Love is Blind. That's my favorite one
1: yeah i think that's Uh, the one that is the most insane and we could talk a lot about that one on its own
0: yes um and a close second would be perfect match on mtv which is really kind of a co-opted show from mtv's show are you the one um so i really like that i hope they do a second season and um then right now i'm watching the ultimatum i just made it through the ultimatum yesterday so um, yeah, I just thought this would be a fascinating topic to talk about because it says a lot about where we are with dating and um, psychology and relationships and anything, eh, everything. So,
1: yeah, the other one I'll just but throw in mine, my my, my curveball on that list is a uh, because I don't know that MTV one, but I'm really we just started getting into temptation island on a recommended a recommendation from a co-worker i was
0: i was gonna ask you if you watched temptation island when it yeah. first came out
1: uh, i know so they now when one. it first came out yeah like 20 years ago uh no i didn't watch the original iteration but i watched the sort of first season of the reboot and then we immediately jumped to the latest season and we finished that a few, uh, few weeks i got a
0: I got to watch that reboot because I used to watch it in like 2001 with my parents when it first came out. (laughs) Um, and I was like 11 or something. Uh, so yeah. Remind me the design of temptation Island.
1: Okay. So this is equally absurd, uh, in terms of like the assumptions about dating and and marriage. So the, the whole premise is men and women in couples go to this Island uh, which is really just like usually a resort that they pay for in Hawaii or something. And um, they get separated. They they sort of have their little hash out and it's like, why are we here? Why are we doing this ridiculous TV experiment? And then they split up and they end up getting thrown into these, um, uh, I guess they call them residences or something or villas. And in these villas are like sexy, single ladies or men. And like the ladies or men are really trying to like get, get, um, get the people in committed relationships interested in them to try to break up their relationships. But it's really just to stay on the show longer, like this is a per- perverse incentive to the show. And um, and then the idea is they come back t- at the end of the show, they have to decide whether or not they're gonna leave the island with their original partner, leave the island with a new love interest or leave by themselves. Um, and uh, it really does destroy relationships. It's It's like a relationship bulldozer. It's pretty amazing
0: that's a little bit how i didn't remember that design at all that's a little bit how the ultimatum works is like well it's kind of yeah the
1: ultimatum is uh, as soon as i saw temptation island i was like the ultimatum is 100 a ripoff of that show like it's yeah. it's like a little more interesting um uh but it's just because it's like focused on the idea of like get married or else kind of thing and i think i think it's intriguing instead of having these random singles who are clearly trying to like stay on tv by hitting on people they might not otherwise be interested in and it's actually like the other couples it's like a little wife swappy action going on so uh so yeah it's, 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 they each have their own flavors
0: that's one thing that i like and dislike about the ultimatum as i initially complained to my friend sarah who was like watch the ultimatum i was like well, this isn't dumb. They they make them switch with all the other couples. There's not going to be anybody within a five-person dating pool that they're actually uh, compatible with. They got to bring in like 50 more people. Yeah. So that's my grudge about it. But I guess the show is not, in fact, to introduce you to somebody you actually might want to date. It's to make you grateful for your other partner. Um, it's all, it was
1: also, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: It was also kind of fascinating because on the ultimatum, you obviously have, uh, an insecurely attached couple usually, and you have an anxious, uh, an anxious partner and an avoidant partner. And the avoidant partner is always the one that doesn't want to get married. And so when they split everybody up, I was like, okay, the anxious couple, the anxious people are going to pair back up with other avoidant people didn't happen that way. The anxious partners paired together and the avoidant partners uh, paired together and I thought that was fascinating because the avoidant partners were just like you suck you have no social like it was just so funny they were just like uh, mirrors for each other of what they're doing in their own relationships.
1: But at the same time, the hilarious thing with the ultimatum is sometimes the non-committal partners will suddenly be like, i this this person is changed. like I could totally imagine living my life with this random stranger that I just met on the show. like it's after basically saying like they would never get married to their original partners. Have you seen the queer ultimatum? Um I like have the- seen a couple episodes, but I haven't
0: watched that that season all the way through.
1: That's by far the best iteration. They should just can the straight version and stick with the, the gay lesbian version because it, the, the dynamics of those uh, relationships are much more involved and emotionally complex and interesting. Mm, uh, the I math couldn't speak works to works out of the characters. better too. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. The math works perfectly.
0: I will say on to the two of the seasons of the ultimatum that I've I'm somewhat familiar with the gay season and the most recent season there's a lot of narcissists in that dating pool I don't know why that seems to attract narcissism but way way higher rates than in the other shows um, that I've seen like you don't find a lot of se- uh, narcissists like on the bachelor and the way that I identify narcissism is just like, do you have someone who completely invalidates somebody else's feelings in the relationship and says that they are the logical one and the other person uh, is completely um, illogical? That's usually how I I can identify it. Anyway, um, our last episode was on narcissism. So I think I'm on that episode still. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I just got done with the ultimatum. Um, what do you think of Love is Blind? Like the most recent season
1: uh the show <laughs> is so uh in some ways it was like the best season but also like the worst like which is a, i realize a vague thing to say but not that um, many couples
0: ended up no, coming not out that of many it.
1: couples a lot of like as as a friend of mine at work said uh he thought that the the, the pod period was much more emotionally involved right like usually they skip they skip over the opening odd conversations to get right to the spicy parts which are the fact that they basically entrap them and we should acknowledge that the show has been accused of abusing its contestants by essentially forcing them at pain of loss of tens of thousands of dollars to remain on the show to the bitter end despite the fact that they're like held hostage sometimes really yeah yeah it's the i think i can't i can't remember i think it might have been forbes or one of those online magazines that basically did a whole uh, expose, just basically um, interviewing contestants, I think from the season before this one, essentially, or maybe two seasons ago showing that, you know, the, the contestants on the show were basically uh, held hostage. It was pretty bad, um, but um, but I mean, yeah. So there's a lot of emotional, there's much more focus on the emotional dynamic within the pods themselves unless, and, and I think for obvious reasons, like as you said, and this is a hilarious thing, like they keep calling this an experiment Um, and it's like to me it's like clearly a failed experiment like you know like (laughs) yes there are some marriages that have happened in here but like the fact that the vast majority like what's always really funny to me about love is blind is that there's this huge contestant pool and you barely see anybody because it obviously just wants to focus in on like the very small few actually make a connection in these pods Um, but the whole premise of the show is insane Um, the idea that because I I understand to some degree, could could you fall in love with somebody without seeing them? But this idea that the the metric or like the key performance indicator of a loving connection, speaking to another person without seeing them, is to propose to them, is <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. And so what I what I I cannot stand about that show, but it's like kind of like a car crash thing. Like I can't look away. Is like this canned forced, um, uh, simulation of like, uh, the commitment that one would actually have to go through to propose to somebody. Like I, 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 I could imagine sitting in a booth and having a conversation with a stranger. And, and honestly, I can imagine like having feeling this like wave of emotional overwhelm. And like, I could imagine, I can totally imagine a situation in which I confess my deepest, darkest secrets to somebody I can't see. Um, but what's nuts about that show and my wife and i when we watch it we like cringe because it's so unnatural and so forced is like when they will be like um I, like i love you after like what have they known each other for like a week and they're telling this person that they're in love with them and do they're you think this, do you think to them do you think the
0: producer producers make them say it
1: I don't know that they make them say it, but it's definitely they have to say it in order to obviously because the whole point is you have to propose in order to see the partner. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and then it gets even more ridiculous because then they have these like fake weddings that are like not, you know what I mean? Because even the people actually get married on TV end up having an actual proper ceremony later on um, because uh, the, the idea. So I don't know if you know this, but like basically if this whole thing where they they clearly know what they're going to say at the altar, right? Because there's this like, they'll do a religious ceremony and then the the, the officiant is forced to ask the couple, um, uh, is love blind? Like, do you actually take this person or is this all big lie? And then of course, one of the people will say, I'm not ready to get married yet. And even that, is so traumatizing and it's so obvious that someone has to literally get in their wedding dress see yeah. their entire family dressed up on this was supposed to be this loving occasion knowing in the back of their head the whole time they're gonna jilt their partner at the altar is yeah. such a cruel thing to force people to do like yes. on a tv show um and so, like, that's why when I read this report about the abuse these contestants suffer, it's like, well, of course, like, you're basically suing the people in the sense of, like, you will, you will deny them tens of thousands of dollars unless they go to the very end. You're basically forcing them to, like, jilt somebody at the, at the altar, somebody they might actually have legitimate feelings for, but might not be ready to marry, you know what I mean? Yeah, anyway, Yeah. it's just wild. It's such a yeah. crazy show that way.
0: I didn't think about that part of the show because honestly, the part that I'm interested in in the show is usually the part with the pods and I make it partway through Mexico and I never make it to the end. I just get very bored towards the end. So I usually Google who stayed together just so I know. But um. I never thought about that, like making people go all the way through the show. And that makes more sense to me why they usually um ghost the person at the altar. I'm like, this is crazy that they went all the way through. Why wouldn't they just like write a text message? Just like, I can't do it yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. That makes more sense that this the show is coercing them. Um they talk a lot about that on The Bachelor too, specifically Bachelor in Paradise, where they bring all the bachelor contestants to fall in love with each other. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And there's a lot of like producers coercing people to have conversations that they don't want to have. I actually picked up on that on the last season of Love is Blind. There were a few like dramatic situations where the girls weren't getting along and I could just tell that the producers were like, "Okay, we're going to set up a dinner between you two and you're going to have a conversation with her because I could just tell it was just like it's not her personality to approach somebody like that. So, um, yeah, there's just like a lot of constructed drama going on which we always have known about these shows um
1: yeah the worst one is when i it's really obvious to me if they when they first meet the families of their prospective partners in love is blind and it's really clear that they've told the family in some way like uh go to town on this person right like pull them aside because there's no way that because i can't imagine uh that you would just by chance manage to find people with families who are this like brutally rude to their prospective future sons or daughters-in-law. Like they'll, they'll ask these like totally inappropriate questions. They'll drag them aside and basically interrogate them. Like they're, you know, in an FBI room or something, or like, you know, interviewing for a job. Like it's really insane. Um, but I think the whole, like I prefer, even so I still prefer the dynamic of love is blind, uh, uh, as perverse it is, there's like there's always a perverse incentive in trashy online dating shows that your the growth of your love interest uh, translates to the 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 chances that you will remain on the show longer. You know what I mean? That your fame will skyrocket higher. And it's such a weird thing because there is no way that anybody is if their intention truly is fame, which clearly it must be in some cases there is no way that you are going to translate lasting most or all of a season of one of these shows, like especially love is blind into some sort of future career. And the worst possibility is, is that the show edits you in a bad light and makes you look like a total deranged asshole, or as you say, narcissist. Yeah. And then what's worse if, if you apply for a job or you're just out in the world and you're like associated with being like you, maybe you cheated on your partner or you were extremely rude to them when you were drunk or something, which I'm sure everyone is at some point, um, but now it's like it's on TV and it's forever associated with your character. It's like, why would you put yourself at that risk? You know, it's it's very strange. This and I and not to be insulting to Americans, but I feel like this is a particularly American drive. So it's like I must be on the TV, mm. no matter what this is going to do to my psychological health or, or future <laughs> future financial prospects. Like uh, that is the zenith or the, the you know the the uh, acme of of existence. You know,
0: well what i love about love is blind is that the people feel real they feel like they are not social media influencers definitely um, uh <laughs> I, d- I did that because i were like oh that's us um <laughs> yeah. i more and more more and more i feel like a social media influencer and i don't know how to deal with it emotionally um yeah
1: but we're with not people like we're not fame chasers there's a difference right there's social media people right. who are like i will we're... do everything in my power to game the algorithm to get no. views
0: no, and then we're there's people like people. us who are
1: like i read a book that i liked i want to talk about it <laughs> I, you know. i'm imitating we're... myself by the way not you we're not clickbaity which i love about us but anyway yeah. and um, i'm in my flop era on tiktok anyway so yeah
0: there's there's periods of time that that happens where it's just like a low algorithm month um that happens to everybody anyway um the there's certain shows like The Bachelor. Um also Netflix had one called Love Island that was just so clearly this. So they had brought in really, really fake people um that were just there for fame. And at the beginning of the show, they would show their social media profiles. Um, They would show like their Instagram, like, oh, this is Katie. And it would show her Instagram and then it would like scroll through her feed. (laughs) And it was just like very clear that that's what she was there for. Um, So all all the Bachelor contestants feel like that to me. Love Island feels like that to me. Um, Bachelor in Paradise feels like that to me. Uh, Love is blind. You get a lot of people that are just like, I'm a geologist. Or yeah. like I, I work in I'm a nurse. It's just like a lot of people, and not to say that certain jobs are better than other jobs, but I'm just like these people have actual. They have uh, devoted some of their time in their life to something other than being like a social media influencer.
1: Yeah, they I would have, agree like, with that.
0: Gradations to their personality, so that's what I like probably the most about Love Is Blind is like there's some real people. Um, also, I feel like the Love Is Blind producers take care to, um, choose people for the dating pool that are not going to be like a huge shock to everybody. So, um, this might be a shallow thing to say, but there are certain people that are like, they have physical attributes that a lot of people wouldn't choose. And I feel like, for example, um, shortness in men, there's like a lot of women who don't want to date a short man. And I don't feel like they have done that. Uh, oh, let's just throw like a man who's like five three into the dating pool and see if someone falls in
1: love with it. Like I but don't feel like they me, fuck with people. Even me at five nine, I I knew that if like it do, wouldn't matter if I had the closest connection to that show. It doesn't matter. Like if you walk mm-hmm. out of that that booth and they see a guy who's less than six feet tall, they're like, oh fuck, you know. Like it was really funny. Like the one of the contestants from the last season of Love Is Blind uh, came out and she ended up uh, pairing it was uh, uh jp was the guy she paired with and that was the firefighter with the gap teeth who basically was dead silent the entire time they were dating off after the pods which was really funny Um actually i was gonna funny. say was that was
0: that was sad because it just yeah. felt like she was not physically attracted to him and it was just sad
1: yeah but i even i understand i don't think that's that was it i think he was just um honestly he 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 sort of gave a slight glimpse
0: mm. I think
1: he actually did get legitimately into like I think he's a naturally shy person and was actually intimidated by the uh, presence of all these cameras which was great for me because they never they, they're not allowed to break that fourth wall and he totally broke that fourth wall and said I was intimidated by the presence of cameramen in the room while we we're trying to have this intimate moment that's not to defend him obviously but I remember ta- mm-hmm. talking to my wife I was like Uh, I probably like I I have less of a connection with this woman yet I would be able to speak to her more and engage her more than this idiot who's supposed to be her her fiance like it just drove me crazy, Um, but it just I thought it was funny like. she admitted she's like well he's not really the type I would go after and he's this gap teeth that I'm not into uh but the first thought I had when I saw him was thank god he's tall and that's what I noticed no! like there is a minimum height standard for people in that yeah. show because they, you could be the most handsome beautiful man in the world but if you're a little less than six feet and you come out and you meet in that hallway it's like instant devastation you know
0: yeah yeah it's really sad that there are just kind of things across the board that are not pleasing to people um romantically and I don't know I've always it's such but it's such a thing between men and women and there are like a lot of other things that um the the shows like bring out for me and I'm trying to think uh like obviously love is blind doesn't work unless we're doing heterosexual dating so there's yeah. just like a huge gap in that like if it was uh if you wanted to do any other type of like pansexual dating you would still have to have two groups of people so it's like how do you divide up the groups of people um so i don't know that show doesn't work unless we're talking about heteronormativity um the thing that i've always noticed about love is blind and maybe this is just like my bias playing into this really curious to hear what you think um it always just seems to me that you have a bunch of people who are like wildly excited to get married for i have no idea what reason like 25 year old women that are just like it's time i'm ready like that blonde that paired with the firefighter she was like that um and i was just like in what where why are you so why are you so excited to get married you don't even know The person, you're excited about the concept of it. That is just wild to me. And the only way that I can process that is like you've grown up in a culture that is steeped in the idea that you're only somebody if you're married and you can only get on with your life if you're married. And like that has to be a big part of your identity because I don't see any other reason why. These people have real jobs. These people have incomes. You know, they're not trying to get married for like green cards or anything.
1: Yeah, I have to say... I mean, I think for that reason, the show definitely attracts more people who view marriage as like this, like, because like everyone in the show, I I also feel that there's like a overrepresentation in these shows of people who are career driven, like just constantly talk about their careers and what they want to do in their careers. And it's important to be to be financially stable, like especially love is blind, like there's so much focus on wealth and the importance of wealth. And like, there's this like deep seated fear that pervades that show. Um, and that obviously came out in one of the storylines between Izzy and I, I think her name was Stacy. And she like, she was like clearly like entirely focused hundred percent on like her future financial security. But this is like a recurring theme, not just of love is blind, but a lot of shows. And I literally, I think it's true. And I think that's why it's because, People see uh, marriage as a as a economic arrangement, a preferable economic arrangement that they need to sort out sooner than later because they're at the stage where I can't I can't afford to wait to have kids later, you know, for this or that Mm -hmm. reason, or I can't afford to enter this union later. Um, And I also think it's like this perverse, unconscious, like Protestant yearning Mm -hmm. for arranged marriage. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I, I, I lack the ability, like I just need something external to force me into a, this commitment that I can't oh. sort out on my own, right? That mm. I can't emotionally find the wherewithal to figure out how to how to make on my own, right? And I think Temptation Island is a lot like that too. Mm. Um the ultimatum is obviously like that. It's a huge like I always find it really hilarious on the ultimatum when they interview a couple and it's like the man or the woman will be like you know, uh it's time. We've been at this for so long and then you find out they've just been dating for 2 years and I'm like and and you're worried and they're like literally in their mid-20s and I'm like mm-hmm. you guys have time you have time like but yeah there's this like there's this fear this like that they're gonna die any minute and they have to get this arrangement done or else yeah it's it's yeah. uh again like that's a problem and this is always a problem with with media is that because of the nature of reality shows it selects it's like self-selects this very specific type of person just be- beyond heteronormative beauty standards um, and economic standards it, it attracts as you say like there's there's obviously a higher chance for like narcissistic people to be on the show because if you're even contemplating being in a romantic relationship on camera for many millions of people to see there's a bit of a uh, you know a ex- exhibitionist elements to your personality already right mm-hmm. um, and so I, I just always think it's interesting because uh, to, if we we can't pretend as if these shows aren't having a knock on effect in terms of people's expectations of relationships in real life and that sounds really patronizing but it's absolutely true like i feel like a lot of our understanding of dating and like the values like a lot of the movements you see now in dating circles about how you know the whole sprinkle sprinkle th- thing with like women being like i'm only in this to like be financially secure and i won't mm-hmm. do 50/50 and like this very like uh like um staunch like under the guise of feminism but this staunch like Um, economically based understanding of relationships like I feel like our uh, reality tv archetypes absolutely play into this right um so so yeah I don't know it's it's weird um but yeah they definitely these shows definitely attract a certain type sorry I'm chewing I know you're chewing I I was also going to mention I forgot I totally forgot about see this is my other problem is with these shows is i watch them and then immediately forget them like they go in one ear and out the other and half the time i'm on my phone like reading about other things which is actually why i like them because they're very like non-committal like you can you can send work emails while they're on in the background if you need to it's like it's great
0: very good on in the background energy with these shows some of them they they have so much content um they produce like four hours of content per week uh on that how long paradise. Yeah.
1: yeah um but i was gonna um, say too too hot to handle on netflix and i like that show too and i don't think that would be a classic dating show but i like the show because it really leans into the narcissistic element of reality tv which i kind of mm-hmm. feel you have to do at some element, like at some point like you can't pretend that these people magically showed up on a tv show because they wanted to find love like you know what I mean? Whereas like in yeah. that show, it's patently obvious they're on TV to look hot, to like bump up their Instagram numbers and to have sex with hot partners. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm like, all right, that makes sense to me. It's like a motivating factor for a real narcissist. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that show. Um, I don't think she was a narcissist, but she was on the perfect match and she came from Too Hot to Handle. I um, oh, can't even okay. really remember her name. Uh, but she yeah she had a very uh that's what the perfect match is they bring everybody from different shows they brought bartice from love is blind they brought some people oh. from, over from the mole and then they make a dating show out of it out of all the other reality shows so that's check it
1: out a very match. smart format i don't even know yes. where that would air up here I'll, I'll figure that out netflix it's on netflix
0: yeah perfect match oh, okay. yeah write it
1: down I'll um get it out. yeah
0: Elizabeth, you said so many things that I wanted to bring up while you were saying that, but I guess just on the line of thinking of like, these are people who have a very specific idea about what love and partnership is. And I've always noticed specifically the women just saying, um, oh my gosh, he's my best friend. I can imagine spending every day with him. And there's just like a, there's something projected onto relationships that that is very fantasy based. That I what? and I feel like I've suffered from it myself in my life of like believing that relationships were one thing. And the most recent person I dated, I've and I've made TikTok videos about this, just like literally tried to be my friend. I was just interested in being my friend, felt very similar to the way that women tried to be friends with me. And I was like, oh my God, is all relationships all wait, all relationships are friendships that's that That I had no idea because yeah. I've always felt like romantic relationships went in this specific direction and they became very weighty very fast and I always felt like I couldn't be myself and then there were all these like societal expectations about how things were gonna go and like having to be affectionate in a certain way and I was just like oh wait a second I think that relationships are just like you have a friend and then you start to love them and then you spend more time with them and it's like a very natural feeling um
1: yeah I mean I don't um uh, I've I the whole like she's just not she's not just my partner she's my best friend like I don't know if I always think that's universally the case like like yes my wife is a but it looks like it's so weird to call my wife, my friend, like she's my friend, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, it's, it's hard to, I'm not, I'm not doing this any justice to describe it, but like, there are conversations I would, ha- you have with a romantic lifelong partner that you just don't have with your friends. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a male female thing or like a gay straight thing. I just think mm-hmm. there, there's like a certain, level of familiarity you have with your friends that is different when you're in a committed relationship with a partner because the stakes of your relationship are much higher so I think the idea I think what people are trying to convey is like you can't fuel a long-term relationship on the romantic feelings of the opening stage alone which is like everyone knows at this stage right like it's the difference between erotic love and, and yes. ag- agape or whatever right um yeah so I it's think people...
0: erotic love and companionate love companionate yeah. love is the long-term love
1: yeah but i think those are still two sides of like a relationship a romantic relationship coin um mm-hmm. and i don't think those are the same as friendship but that's fine i understand what people say when they broadly use that metaphor what I wanted to say about the reality show thing is like, yes, that's what they usually judge how well the relationship is going. It's like, he's so easy to talk to. I can say anything to them, but I think what they're misunderstanding and like what's hilarious about how unreflective or unself-reflective the contestants are on, I realize they're not contesting, but you know what I mean? The the, the stars on, uh, especially love is blind are, is that, that they completely ignore the idea of like the summer romance, like the, the, the situation where you're in a very specific removed context with somebody and you're sharing an extremely um, unique and bizarre experience with them that's very intense. Um, I mean, it, it's not just that they're, you're meeting this person for the first time. You are both in a context that is extremely strange for both of you. Because you are in the situation where you're having a conversation with another person. You're both being filmed. You're living in these weird quarters. There's an expectation that should you have a kid... Like, that we want you to have a connection here that you're looking for a connection here and not only that if you make a connection here you can be part of the show and be on tv and be famous and so all of these things are like clouding everyone's judgment and of course like what a surprise that immediately and like nine times out of ten they'll finish the show and they'll not be in a relationship anymore even if they're committed at the altar at the last scene they'll be like it's always really funny to me like yes we said yes but two weeks later we realized it wasn't working and so we you know you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's constant and so like um it's just so funny to me that people pretend like grown adults who understand things about the world to like lie to themselves in this process to like convince themselves um And it's always like the family members are the only ones being like, "Are you? Do you realize how insanely stupid this is?" And they're not (laughs) listening. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, it's wild.
0: I understand that completely about lying to yourself. Um, maybe the ability to lie to yourself is the difference between your successful relationship and my many unsuccessful relationships. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, maybe that's. It's probably more universal than giving it credit for, but.
0: I have a question for you. Um, so I I think that we are sold lines by society about what relationships are. For women, it is um, you are waiting for your knight in shining armor to come and scoop you up. You are the damsel. You are the princess. And... Um, he is going to come and protect you and make you feel safe and loved and provide for you, right? And then we are constantly um, frustrated when men don't show up like that. Um, I'm curious what you think uh, men are told about women in the same, like, are men told a fairy tale like women are told?
1: I think, uh, I mean, my experience, I can't speak for all men, not all men. No, I don't, (laughs) but no, I, I, in my own personal experience, no, there's literally no culture. um, Like that is that, like the whole marriage thing, relationship thing was almost never spoken about was there was no sense of like cultural, like, I think at one point when I was a teenager, yes, the uh, the the narrative was like losing your virginity and like all Hmm. that, like that was hyper-focused. But then after that, it was like, you meet someone you like, you have a nice relationship, maybe you settle down and have kids. Like that's, that's it. There's no, like, mm. I don't think there's a set expectation of like, that this is an important part of your life. You know what I mean? Um, but mm. again, this is my own personal experience. Um, do,
0: do you I, think yeah. that, do you think that you were given anything about like, oh, the woman is gonna like take care of your house and clean things up and like, no,
1: because it not, seems like men, my, yeah. men
0: do expect that.
1: I think men of a certain stripe expect it. And so this is why I think my cultural experience is not universal because I'm always shocked to discover that there are these men who like have a very clear understanding of how households are supposed to work. Now, to be fair to these reality shows, it's, it's actually interesting to me that this doesn't come up more often. Um, like, yes, you'll see men who live in their apartments by themselves and they look like bachelor apartments like one piece of furniture in the middle of a barren room like I think that's really funny that keeps coming up but in terms of like I'm actually shocked there isn't more of that in these shows where like the men have conversations with their prospective partners and say look uh, I come from a traditional background my expectation is that you're going to be taking care of things at home and and I actually think there's this is a cultural shift in general and I suspect um, this has been happening for a while where these like um, patriarchal modes of understanding of marriage and, and relationships uh, is kind of dissolving a little bit, but it's not, the 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 results of that are not always good because now I feel, because I think while men have been disabused of this idea in some ways, they're still coddled in, when they grow up and, and a lot of men aren't expected to take charge in terms of like expected to do household chores the same way that girls are because there's still these sexist hetero, like heteronormative ideas about household work. And so now I remember I saw this TikTok from this divorce divorce lawyer uh, who was talking about she sees how she's seeing way 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 more cases.
0: I see her. Of, I love her.
1: Yeah, where she says she sees cases now of men who not only expect their wives to be caregivers for the children to be house take uh, like housekeepers more or less to clean the house to prepare all the meals, which is wild to me, like. Three of those things, those expectations alone is insane. But then now they increasingly expect them to be, if not co-income earners, um, major income earners in the household under the guise of, you know, uh, women are now expected to be part of the workforce where you have to pull your weight and, and get a job, which is crazy to me. So, like, no wonder, like, women are are now sort of under like being ruthless when it comes to relationships, because if you're now dealing with men who have these extremely sexist expectations of relationships, and I don't think they're based necessarily in these like religious patriarchal ideas. I think honestly, they're just because they've never known a life any other way. They've never known Mm -hmm. a life where they're not picking up, they're not having someone pick up after themselves or they're Mm -hmm. not having someone drive them to school or not having someone pay all their, their expenses. They're just used to living this way and so when they get out into the world and they sort of get with a partner and they they get in this gross sort of pseudo Freudian parental relationship with a prospective partner where they expect their partner to be something of like a mothering figure mm-hmm. and a lot of men I think are up with you know and I don't want to put this on women at all this is not fair to women but I think it's it's just there's this unconscious sexist ideals that that happen in households and there's just this thing where boys have less of an expectation to do these things than girls, you know? Um, and so men just enter and they're like, what's the problem? I'm like a good mm-hmm. guy. And they think to themselves, mm-hmm. I'm a good guy. I say all the right things. Like I believe in all the right things. I I believe in feminism, like, but at the same time, they're never doing any household chores. They're never like helping their kids with their homework. They're never cooking any meals, you know, like um, where they're just oh, tapping and- out. of Yeah
0: all of that is just upbringing stuff and it's it starts from the very beginning it's very cultural and societal just um boys are not as expected to um know how to clean shit up know how to find shit just like it's from the very beginning and it's very much just like um how people are raised and then when they're adults it's the same same thing that we do to men we kind of flip on them we're like be tough and unemotional and then be the complete opposite of that in your romantic relationship they're like I don't have skills for that um yeah like
1: I I don't know how you know like yeah
0: yeah it's um yeah there's a whole there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down to I feel like the um the episode would be named domestic work um but (laughs) Yeah, it's just fascinating to me that, um, and I've heard that from other men, just like, oh yeah, we're not really told any fantasy. Um, so, so I stand back and I go, okay. So women have to get told a story in order for us to be interested in like marriage. Marriage, really. I think we're interested in men in having relationships with men. Uh, men don't have to be told a story; they're naturally interested in this institution. That's just kind of interesting to me. And I live with um five adult femme presenting people. Some of the people in our house are um non-binary, um, but all of us were born women and we all grew up with the societal expectation to clean up after ourselves, etc. And it is wonderful to live with these people. And I've lived mm-hmm. only with pretty much men um in serious relationships. And I'm like, oh my God, like I just want to live with adult women like every every I feel like married woman says that like I just want to move in with all my girlfriends and we can just have a house together so I actually did that so I'll let you know in a few years how it's going but um
1: well you should definitely watch uh, love is blind queer edition because there are some issues that come up between the partners that are over cleanliness so it's it's (laughs) it may not be universally uh you you mean the ultimatum uh, yeah the ultimatum sorry yeah yeah um yeah no it's I think again, I don't want to stereotype because I don't honestly know, but I think a lot of it is like for women, it seems like marriage is fully understood as an institution, like Mm. as like a thing that is agreed upon and and it carries with it certain responsibilities. Whereas I think men see marriage as a sort of natural outcome of like being in a loving long-term relationship with a partner Mm. when they don't want to see anyone else. And those sound similar, but they're not quite the same things. And coming back to our topic of conversation, like if you think of I think her name was Stacy and Izzy. Izzy, like the, it was really interesting because they're really com- compatible partnership. They they clearly were into each other. They clearly had really good chemistry. But you know, here is this this person, Stacy, who is like very financially minded, who's like owns her own home, who fully understands finances, and then you get this thirty year old man who looks upright by all you know for all intents and purposes, but is like has bad credit rating and is like you know has trouble with with finances and is very tenuous and for it's clear that this is a huge concern for uh his future potential future partners, fiance and and, uh, his, he's past, still... and
0: his past lo- his oh, past love interest said the same thing johnny yeah. was like i heard that he had bad credit so
1: he's yeah.
0: like he's he can go
1: <laughs> yeah he, he's a, and it's like and i think a lot of men feel hurt by this right because in their mm. minds they're like they're like, well, what, what would it matter? Things can change, right? Like we can get in a relationship and my employment prospects can, uh, can improve and, and, but love is something that lasts forever. And I think women are much, not all women, but I think some women have a much more sort of grounded, realistic understanding of like what a partnership like that actually involves, you know? Um, Not again, not, not all of them, but it was just really interesting in that case. I think men have this very naive sense of like uh, love, conquers all love is the most important thing um and all the other stuff can sort of we can figure out down the line but so i think women are just naturally and, and understandably concerned about entering a long-term relationship with a partner who's chronically unable to pay the bills you know mm-hmm. maybe we should talk about the fact that so many smart people that i know who are like really into books and really into like they have this as their vice right like my oh friend my brian, god yes my fr- my friend brian phillips you know, he was, I don't think he watched dating shows as much, but he was obsessed with like, and he's like one of the most brilliant writers I've ever met. Like this guy is just such a beautiful, intelligent person. And he's like really into like Japanese reality shows. So like um, and, and, you know, I I went, to, I go to work, like the people I work with are super smart, right? Like I think my coworker, one of them is like an award-winning poet. The other is a PhD. And we both traded like tips on, on good dating reality shows to watch. Right. So it seems to me there's this like uh, not to say that, and not at, like of course everyone's interested in these shows, but I just find that I, the fact that we sort of shy away from discussing its universal appeal out of shame is very silly. I think, you can, yeah.
0: I think people who have a lot of nuance, who have a lot of interest in psychology and emotional dynamics are attracted to these shows. My friend, Sarah, who's extremely smart. Um, Also, Aubrey Gordon, who is a very, very smart um, podcaster and someone that I follow. Um, She's like super into The Bachelor. Uh, Another one, comedian, Jesse Klein. Uh, who I highly respect for her intelligence, also very into these things. It's a thing with smart people. Yeah. It's like, why?
1: <laughs> yeah, what's going on there? You know. Um, I also think it's because these shows are such a Rorschach for like uh, for what people are generally thinking about relationships and and um, and it's what their expect-
0: expectations. Yeah,
1: totally. Like, um, and also like, I find elements of the show really really interesting and bizarre like the fact that um nick Leahy and um uh what's her face uh, yeah, Lachey, yeah. And Van- um, vanessa vanessa yeah yeah the, the, and, and and uh the guy who hosts um uh mark Wahlberg or whatever hosts um uh temptation island is the same they act as these pseudo Sort of counselors or priests, like they have this big bizarre, and I, that's the other thing I find fascinating about these shows is the bizarre morality that's used to justify them. Like um, like <laughs> Temptation Island would always have this element where they force the <laughs> they force the couples or or, or uh, they isolate the the couples and then they force them to watch what their partners are doing with other people on the other side of the island. And there's no context given. It's just, it's this one edit taken completely out of context. And like, it just, it's what I find always funny is like the justification that the host uses, like that this is like important for them to see and they should see it. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like stuff that no one would say in the real world, but because of the the bizarre rules of reality TV, that's like they invent their own perverse morality. It's like, it's, it's so interesting to me.
0: Speaking of morality, have you seen any of the golden bachelor?
1: No, but I heard that's excellent. I heard it's like better than any other bachelor iteration ever.
0: It is. Because... It is so cute. The, the, I, it's the bachelor that they chose. He's like sweet Midwestern vibes. He like is very good. I don't know if he's like practiced mindfulness in his life or what, but he's like very like, hello, I'm focused on you. You're everything right now. Like he's so good with that. And he's so no, sweet. Cool and all the women are very nice to each other. It's kind of fallen off. Like there was a little drama last week. Um, but in general, most of the women are just like, I think Nancy is a great person for Jerry. And I hope that like we all get our chance to show our full personalities. And they're just like very, I don't know, just people have been through a lot in life. A lot of them, their husbands have died, you know, and, um, they, these ladies look great too. Like some of them, I'm like, God, this lady seems like she's in her forties and she's in her sixties. So I don't know. They And they don't look fake either. Like sometimes on The Bachelor, people can look really like they've had a lot of surgery and stuff. Um, but I don't know. It's just very wholesome. Um, and I don't know, every every week that we watch it, because we watch it on um, Thursdays at, here in the house with all the roommates. And um, it's a thing. We just like, oh Jerry we love you
1: <laughs> I, ha- I haven't seen it but I could totally imagine there being like a take it or leave it vibe like these women are you know they've they've lived a long life they're not like necessarily like desperate to find a partner at the moment so it's probably for them like just as much about connecting with these other women and like be- the experience of being on this yeah. tv show and like you know what I mean like I'm sure it's like it's interesting too because I have this thing about reality tv in general where it's clear that producers have this idea that like drama between contestants is what makes the show interesting and i can't stand this um because it's it's not always true right like you can actually have a reality show that's really compelling when all the sort of primary characters are generally in sync with one another and doing cool things and like um like i think of my my this is, does not count under the realm of dating shows so we can't talk about it but it is my favorite there is dating on it but it's my favorite reality show of all time is below is deck it? below deck what below is deck that? is like oh you don't know that show oh my no.
0: god
1: <laughs> so Be- below deck is a, a massive series of um like there's all these spin-offs and it's it's about uh, people who work on yachts hmm. and um it's a very upstairs downstairs thing because they feature like the yacht crew and the yacht crew relationship and how is they this all like the real world other.
0: but on a boat
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, but it's very work oriented. Like they're supposed to be serious, like there's like stewards for the passengers and then there's, uh, you know, the deckhands and all that sort of stuff and the captain and has to sort of babysit them all. And there's all sorts of infighting between the crew but then there's also this relationship with these very, in some cases, very wealthy and very sort of chauvinistic and awful guests Mm. that they have to sort of cater to their every need. Um, Anyway, it's like, it's perfect. It's like got the perfect element. But the thing is with that show is the best seasons and the most entertaining seasons are when the crew loves each other and gets along mm-hmm. and does really, really well. And um, I feel like it's like a really good example of like this uh, this mistaken idea that you need people fighting all the time to make a show compelling. And at some point it becomes actually exhausting to the viewer to watch. Um, and um, because I think like sometimes with the dating shows, like Love is Blind, it's just as interesting when you see a couple overcome obstacles not necessarily between fighting with one another but over over overcome external obstacles to sort of get together um and that's happened once or twice like i would argue like milton and lydia on the last season of of love is blind so you haven't seen it it's milton is this 24 year old uh like scientist i can't remember I, he's not a geologist because that's lydia but similar similar work or whatever yeah so milton is this 24 year old nerd uh and then his partner is like this 30 year old um uh geologist or whatever. Very bizarre I couple. To, She's
0: I relate to Lydia so much by the way.
1: Yeah, anyway. and she's like she's this feisty Puerto Rican and he's this mm-hmm. sort of, you know, dimmer but extremely thoughtful and wise beyond his years man. And I just thought, you know, yes they had their they had that big fight in the restaurant or whatever, but for the most part they had this like great relationship. And it was really all this stuff swirling around them, you know, with Lydia's former relationship with this guy who's a real, it seems like a real nasty piece of work, that like guy or whatever. Um, and, uh, and to me that was like kind of one of the more because you want the you want them to get together right like you don't want to see a couple fight the whole time and then have a messy breakup like sometimes that can be entertaining but like if you think like for example the firefighter who literally didn't say a word those scenes were excruciating like i wanted to fast forward through them because i was like Mm -hmm. this guy is such such a a bag of potatoes like (laughs) So I just sometimes <laughs> wish that the shows would like shy away from like forcing this fake drama in our face and just like, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm I'm not a reality TV producer, so I'm sure they can show me like on the ratings where it goes up
0: and yeah, I'm sure there the, is a contingent. Two things that relationship between Lydia and uh, Milton, like I, my assessment of Lydia is just like, she is, truly a good person she has a lot of depth to her when i watch her be in relationship with the women like she is a is a good friend and i don't think she has any idea like what she wants or and probably very little self-worth because just the i like i didn't see any potential in that relationship when they were first talking i was just like milton that's random and then she was immediately just like oh my god I love you so much I'm like Lydia you don't believe that like come on Yeah. Like
1: when she was clawing this the screen that separated them in the pods and being like I just want to touch you and hold you I'm no like, oh. I was
0: like this is from your fantasy I don't know <laughs> if it's it's like from your id ego somewhere of just like what you want a relationship to be so I was just like I feel like you just pulled Milton out of nowhere because it didn't work with Izzy like you really wanted Izzy anyway but I was just like I relate with her so much about like not knowing really to feel loved in a relationship not really because they it showed the proposal part where he was just like um it it was basically just like will you marry me and then on his side he's just like like oh god (laughs) and she's just like yes and he's just like oh okay um yeah so that was so awkward to me but i i have felt (laughs) like her in relationships just like i don't know what the frick i want i guess i'm just gonna choose this person um
1: yeah Well, there is a a thing that, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I don't remember what I was going to say. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, there is this thing that I really believe that sometimes I see in these shows, which is that like people who are not ultimately compatible, who don't always have the best conversations, who aren't like the best friends that we constantly hear about, these couples are supposed to be, they just work through it. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, they will commit to loving this person, even though they might not have the most like. And that's what I like, uh, there's such an obsession in our culture with chemistry, right? And I always find it interesting, like in, not in reality TV dating shows, but the dating shows where we see them go on a date and they're like, I didn't have a connection with this person. And and that's it, we had no chemistry. And there's this like, they just, there's this like hyper-focus on this immediate chemistry you're supposed to feel with another person. And the reality is in relationships, sometimes that's like, that doesn't come until later and for totally different reasons. And you have to sometimes work at that. And like, um, so there's a part of me that deep down understands why like things like arranged marriages often work out very well I mean often they end up disastrously but but there are many cases where people end up like in a really arranged marriage and they love each other super deeply and they don't even they might not even have the most immediately compatible relationship so there is something to like you know you just make it work if you want to make it work you know
0: And there are people who are more well-oriented towards relationships because of that aspect of them, because they're just able to choose something and go along with it. Um, I've never been able to understand that in people because I'm just like, hey, if something's not resonating with me today, I'm not going to like it. I can't choose it. There's just not a part of me that can be like that, really. And I've assumed that that's the reason um, why some people are able to stay in relationships and not others. Yeah, there's a couple of things swirling around in my mind that I just can't remember. I can't remember the second thing I was going to say about um, Lydia and Milton, except that I just think um, Lydia seemed like a really great person. Um,
1: There's a lot of people who don't like her. There's a huge online contingent of people who thought that that she had sort of was holding Milton hostage somehow. And I'm like, Milton is a very smart, very self-aware man. At least he appears to be like, who knows? Maybe it's just words, but I feel like he would know, you would know pretty well if things weren't working out that way. I mean, you can only glean so much from the few scenes that you see these people on these shows, but. Um, yeah, and they
0: can they can edit them however they anyway, want exactly.
1: To. You know, that's why they use on, on all those reality shows, especially the Netflix ones, that's why they use those, um, you know how they're all drinking out of like silver goblets and stuff all the time Hmm. like they don't drink out of glass uh, glass uh, glassware or whatever or transparent glassware and the whole reason is because they edit and so they edit it out of order yeah so you will notice obviously if someone's like tall glass of wine goes like this and like this like you know throughout their conversation you're gonna be like what the fuck is happening like i remember
0: I remember what I was going to say. I remember, um, hearing a reality show producer. I don't know if they had a TikTok account or what it was, but she was like, you know, we do, we wake them up early in the morning and we don't let them go to bed. And we just fill them full of alcohol. Just there's alcohol everywhere. We are mistreating these people. Like they do not get to rest. Like it's very, there's a lot of mistreatment going on below
1: below deck actually is very similar and has come into uh, come under fire for the same reason Mm. because these crews get like every time they finish a charter they go out and just get destroyed like really gross drunk and i'm increasingly getting uncomfortable watching the show for that reason because i'm like Mm. this is a recipe for very terrible things to happen and they almost have at least a few times on that show so
0: i can't wait until they figure out until reality show producers figure out that um the viewer wants to to watch something with a lot of depth and a lot of dynamics and it doesn't have to be drama like one of my biggest complaints about these dating shows is the people they choose don't have a lot of depth to their personality um they're not real people like i feel like they're they're unusually shallow people and maybe it's hard to cast interesting multifaceted people for these shows but like i the average person with a tiktok account i really enjoy listening to them talk and i don't when they're interviewing someone on a dating show i'm just like there's this is like one inch deep these like spiritual awakenings that you're having (laughs) anyway yeah
1: i have to say like people on these shows are universally shallow like shallow 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 like if you didn't know anything about human society (laughs) except through reality tv (laughs) like lord help you if that's the case you would think like the worst of us because yeah they tend to pick extremely like and people who for whom everything seems like a novelty like there's like everything is Mm -hmm. like an inch thick and like a mile wide or whatever like i don't know it's, it's just um yeah as you say like they they have a new relationship and it's like everything is a revelation to them and it's just like really shallow it's like boring you know um
0: so they need to figure out that they don't have to have drama they just have to have deep interesting relationships they figured that out with with regular ass shows with regular scripted shows i'm sure they'll figure it out yeah
1: like that's a weird thing this this idea that we want the reality shows to be trashy but like there's clearly an appetite like
0: well, I feel like there's, right? it's just the history. It's literally the history of reality shows that right. is having like an effect on this. What were our first reality shows? It was like Nick and Jessica at home. Um, right. Nick Lachey. And if you go back and watch those, because one of my favorite podcasts went and did some re-watching of Nick and Jessica, um, the Newlyweds show. And they were like, it is almost unwatchable. They did not know how to edit this show. <laughs> and uh so like it was that, and then it was like the Kardashians, and like our first reality shows were very shallow, like that. And I feel like it's gonna take a a while to get away from that culture. There's also I. Mean, it, it, I oh, sorry, go ahead. I miss the um two thousand uh two thousand one era of um uh like concept reality shows where it's like The Amazing Race survivor and they still have them but they don't have them like they had them back then it was like a golden age and netflix rebooted the mole and they're coming back with another season which i'm really excited about um because it's another game i love i like those ones a lot better um than any of these like crappy celebrity reality shows and i think i love that our culture is going away from like celebrity voyeurism where we actually see people just outwardly being rich is kind of disgusting and not something that we want to watch um i love that trend
1: yeah the the de-dramification of reality shows would be good because like even love is blind the most boring scenes to me are the ones where they all meet up for drinks and inevitably inevitably there's fights like and totally over bullshit and it's like those are the scenes where i'm just like I, we can fast forward like they're just utterly uninteresting to me and, and not why i would watch the show but clearly some producers like gin them up get them drunk like we gotta get some drama on here like yeah exactly it would be nice it would be nice to see something new and different in uh, in this genre
0: yes very good yeah i think we're done
1: <laughs> well that was fun i needed yeah. to get all of that out of my system